Welcome to the Alberta Health Services COVID-19 podcast. In this episode, Dr. Deborah Wurzfeld, Associate Chief Medical Officer for Physician Health, Diversity and Wellness, talks about the importance of physician wellness as the COVID-19 pandemic continues. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Wurzfeld. First off, we all know that the pandemic has impacted the mental health of Albertans. What are some examples of wellness concerns that are being raised among physicians? Thank you for this question. I think there are a number of things that are being raised by our physicians and a significant number of them are related to personal protective equipment or PPE. And what I would say is that the quality of PPE as well as the quantity of PPE and whether or not it's going to be available to physicians. Also, I think that people, physicians want to be cognizant of how they're taking care of themselves, but also they have concerns about their family and friends and how they're going to take care of them. I would put here that we do have a recent infographic that we've released which covers things such as what people, what physicians should do when they return home and so that is available through mdwellness at ahs.ca as well as through our uh, CMO bulletins and links that are listed there. Another thing that I think physicians are concerned about is the state of their practice, both from a financial aspect as well as from how they're going to take care of their patients. Um, physicians' practices have shifted significantly since the onset of the pandemic, for example, with the cancellation of elective surgeries and as well with the shift to virtual health. So I think these are things that physicians are trying to uh, deal with within their practices. Also, the things that I've mentioned so far, such as personal protective equipment and a switch to vir virtual health, these also have their own wellness issues associated with them. For example, with uh, PPE, there can be the uh, persistent donning and doffing of this equipment during the course of the day, for example, by emergency room physicians. And uh, people may be required to wear these for extended periods of time. So these are things that are really impacting on physician wellness. And as well, the switch to virtual health, it is a change, it's a new way of doing things, it has a different remuneration model. And so really that also is something that is impacting on physicians. Also being uh, in a state where you're not actually present with your patients is stressful to both the physicians and the patients. A few of uh, the concerns that we have for physicians which are coming up in our Zoom rooms for physician wellness center around if they have to care for another physician or colleague during COVID-19, the effects of uh, isolation on uh, mental health and uh, substance abuse, and also the increased risk for intimate partner violence amongst physicians. Um, there are also people who are having difficulties with sleep, and for those people who have these difficulties, I would direct them towards the WellDoc Alberta a website that has some sleep experts talking about sleep and how people can address that. I think we need to remember that uh, physicians continue to deal with the same things that they have always dealt with and in fact they are dealing with things that the general population are dealing with such as economic issues and uh, fear about COVID-19, what the future will look like, uncertainty. All of these things are affecting uh, physician wellness 
the one thing that I would really like to uh, talk about here is the fact that a college complaint is always very stressful for a physician and these things are continuing in our current environment and we know that college complaints are associated with an increased risk of suicide and so really remembering that we need to make uh, supports available. We know that uh, we are experiencing this pandemic together, but most of the times physicians, when they get a college complaint, they try to handle it alone. And trying to handle it alone during what's happening right now can be a significant wellness issue. So dealing with the pandemic, dealing with economic downturn, and dealing with what everybody's dealing with during this time. So finally, the last thing I would say is that physicians are uh, concerned about the long-term effects of this, such as the uh, increased risk for uh, PTSD and burnout. When we say wellness, what exactly does that mean? So that's a very good question and thank you for that. I think wellness is different for every person and that's where we run into difficulties because we don't really have a patent uh, suggestion uh, or treatment, if you will, for how to deal with unwellness during the pandemic. So I think wellness is when people begin to recognize that they may be having different emotions, uh, they're unable to deal with the things they may have dealt with previously, they are having thoughts uh, that are more negative. So a lot of these things really um, need to be considered in terms of what a person would think of in terms of their own wellness, but it is really their approach to the world so that they can be intellectually, emotionally, and physically capable of bringing themselves uh, forward every day for what they need to do. Now, you've already mentioned burnout and fatigue as major concerns as the COVID-19 response evolves. So what are some strategies that staff and physicians can use to support their wellness? We need to remember that when we talk about burnout and fatigue, it's not the same for any two people. And so no two people will respond the same to the same stressors. Uh, there are some things which we're all experiencing right now, which I think are important to bring up. And uh, that is the grief around the loss of um, what was normal for us. Everyone is suffering that and what the future will look like and that uh, we refer to as anticipatory grief. And sometimes I think that people are also suffering from not being able to come forward and talk about what they're needing to uh, address. So many of the strategies that you've asked about involve focusing on our own resilience. And that's a term that many people will use and it really means the ability to bounce back and to bounce back quickly from adversity. It doesn't mean that you don't have a response to stress. In fact, if we look at studies where they have uh, done MRI analysis of people who are more resilient, we find that they have the same response to stress. It even may be somewhat more pronounced, but they bounce back quickly. And so it's important to know what things will trigger us and how we respond to those. So. As physicians, we typically have spoken about a particular form of resilience, and that is when it gets tough, you put your head down and you work harder. So I think in dealing with stress, though, and some of the strategies, I think we need to think about how Eastern civilizations have dealt with stress and being uh, more clear and focused in the present 
um, being willing to incorporate aspects of um, not necessarily counseling, but speaking with other people and being more vulnerable to what is affecting them. And I think some of those things are important. Um, research has shown that there are actually five aspects of uh, response to stress and resilience, and none of them really focus on just put your head down and work harder. So not the typical physician response. The first is knowing that you belong to a team or that people care about you in a team setting and your emotional or even your physical well-being. Uh, the second is that we must have perspective. Uh, we must focus on both our wellness and productivity and each day be thinking about not only how we can be productive in our work lives, which is for physicians typically what they tend to focus on, but also on our own wellness. And the third is acceptance. And acceptance really is around what we can control. I often will have people do an exercise where I have them write down everything that impacts them during the day and have them actually identify those things that they can control. And people are surprised when they recognize that the majority of things we don't actually have control over. And so really focusing on what you can control. The fourth and fifth things are really having hope about the future and really um, um, preparing yourself for an, a new future or a new normal even though it is uncertain and the fifth thing that comes through in a lot of different writings from resilience experts is humor that we have to maintain some ability to to have fun and to have those positive things in life so finally we need to remember that we are all human and we need to really approach people with compassion when people are acting differently to seek out and to understand what other people are experiencing because the public puts so much faith in the physicians who care for them, is there additional pressure on them? I was speaking to someone yesterday and they were saying that they feel that people expect that, well, here's a pandemic, we'll deal with that. Here's economic downturn, boom, we'll deal with that. In all that, we have to remember, though, that we are not what we are. We are not physicians. We are hu who we are. We're humans. And so I do think that that is an added responsibility that uh, physicians internalize and they begin to think that they're only physicians and they're responsible for what happens. Not recognizing that a lot of things are not within their control. So they need to be able to give that up even though uh, the public may assume that they have more responsibility than they actually do. Now, mindfulness has been a hot topic when it comes to coping with stress. Can you tell me a little bit about the role a mindfulness practice can play in helping physicians stay healthy? So you'll notice that I did not specifically speak about mindfulness in the previous questions that you asked me. And I think it is a strategy to deal with um, the prevention of burnout and uncertainty and stress. And, you know, mindfulness is a term which I think people have various responses to and a lot of them will react negatively to the term itself. But all mindfulness is is really being present and focused in the current state. And so that's all it is. And we have a negativity bias for past events, meaning that historically humans needed to be more uh, aware that negative events were happening around them. So we tend to remember negative things and we can't control the future. So the only thing we can control is the present. And so again, we come back to this idea of control. And mindfulness, interestingly, is one of those things when we look at resilience that actually has scientific proof that it um, 
enhances people's ability to deal with stress and shortens the response to stress. So again, reminding people that uh, different people will find um, certain things effective and certain things not effective. But we do have an AHS mindfulness room which is hosted by Dr. Uh, Diana Meekens every Thursday night at 7 p.m. And people may have tried mindfulness in the past and feel that they have failed at it because they can't keep their mind present in what's happening right now. And I just put out there that mindfulness is not about remaining in the present. It's about noticing that your mind is wandering to the future or to the past and bringing yourself back to the current place and time that you're in. And so uh, people don't fail at mindfulness. I think to try it and to persist with it for a while, people may find that it is helpful. And as I said, it is one of the things that is scientifically proven to decrease the response to stress. So I'm just curious, is mindfulness the same as meditation? So it's interesting because I think people do the, use those two terms synonymously. And I think that the distinction with mindfulness is that it is staying focused, if you can, in the current state. And it's not really associated with other types of practice, such as uh, yoga and other things, which people tend to associate uh, meditation with being. I, I do think, though, there is that confusion. But it is really about being present in the current time and place. What are some other wellness resources physicians can draw on? So there are many resources that we have that are coming through in the CMO and CEO bulletins, including links as well as videos. I just want to highlight a few of the things that we have with our COVID I'd Like to Chat initiative through AHS. So we have a Zoom room for physician wellness that uh, Jody Plaquin who is my operational partner and I host every Monday from 7 to 8 p.m. and Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. And also with Janine Wismark, who holds my position in Covenant Health. And we have various things that we talk about there. We may talk about uh, responses to grief. We may talk about the potential of having to treat someone, your colleague who has COVID. And we may also talk about substance abuse. And we also have an upcoming discussion to explore the psychological and emotional devastating toll that a college complaint can have on a physician. And as I alluded to previously associated with increased risk of suicide. And we want to negate that chance of suicide associated with uh, complaints. And so the information from these Zoom rooms is available in infographics, which people can access either through our email at mdwellness at ahs.ca or through the uh, CMO bulletins as I spoke about. We also have the mindfulness room that I talked about earlier. Um, the Alberta Medical Association, the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Alberta, as well as the universities and WellDoc Alberta also have their own resources, various forms of podcasts and um, interviews, etc. And I would ask that listeners access their respective websites for some of these resources. The, one of the important things is we're still trying to develop some formal and informal peer-to-peer -peer support mechanisms for physicians. So while these are not fully up and running yet, um, we do support that people remember to be compassionate with each other and reach out to each other. 
As I was saying, if you notice that someone around you is acting differently than they normally do, try to reach out and find out what that's about. Uh, most of the supports for wellness during this time are really going to be in that one-on-one -on -one interaction between individuals, between physicians, and it's just reaching out, being human and being compassionate. We need to remember that we are physicians, that is what we do, but we are human. Now, leadership has taken on a new meaning during the pandemic. What are some of the things physicians should consider when leading during COVID-19? So I think there's a lot that's being said and written about leadership during COVID-19 or leadership during a crisis. Um, obviously, none of the people that are leading right now have experienced a pandemic before in their lifetime. So we're drawing on the things from other types of crises, including epidemics. Um, a few of the things which leaders should consider during this time is the way that they actually bring themselves forward. Um, people are more concerned that they're being taken care of and being kept safe than any of the regimented policies and procedures that an organization may have. Um, leaders have to be willing to pivot and they must be willing to um, use the information that's currently available to make the best decisions on what will protect um, the the organization and the people in the organization. And I think a part of that is that communication strategies need to be transparent, they need to be broad, and it needs to be that leaders are seen as truthful and authentic and that they're caring for their individuals. Um, we need to deliver this information through as many channels as possible. And we know that AHS is doing this through various types of forms that they have, including town halls. Um, the best leaders are known to seek out the strengths of other individuals and to use these strengths for, so some of these, um, or a lot of these sources of information will come from other people within the organization. A leader who, who typically only focuses on their own strengths will only have a small sphere of influence whereas someone who focuses on those around them and uh, their strengths will have a huge um, potential to help people during this pandemic. So we want to uh, really as leaders be vulnerable, be open, be willing to um, admit when we don't know something and really care for the people in our organizations. And finally, is there anything you specifically want physicians to know as the COVID-19 pandemic continues? So I think uh, when we uh, think about the continuing pandemic, one of the things that the public is facing as well as physicians is that the number one challenge for people is really around trying to remember that this is a marathon and not a sprint. So people have to work daily to focus on their wellness and the wellness of those around them, but also recognizing that those things are different for every person as we've spoken about, and that this is something that we need to take day to day, but remember we're in this for the long term. So we need to try to balance those two things simultaneously for ourselves, our friends, our families, our colleagues. Um, so I would urge people to reach out to those around them. The Physician and Family Support Program offers significant and fabulous assistance through the AMA and they can be reached at 1-877-767-4637. So I'd like to leave you with my thoughts in that we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know, even when we assume we're recovering from the pandemic, how long the uh, response to that is going to last. So we're here for you. We want to hear what you have to say in terms of your wellness and how we can support you. And as long as this lasts um, from now and into the future, we value what 
you do and the work that you're doing for yourself, for AHS, for your families and friends. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Thanks, Dr. Wurzfeld. You have been listening to the Alberta Health Services COVID-19 podcast. For the latest information on COVID-19, please visit alberta.ca forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening.